It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Today we'll continue hearing an interview I did in 2009 with a U.S. Coast Guard rescue swimmer who was then based at Air Station Astoria. It's one of the most interesting interviews I've ever done in my years doing the Ship Report, and I greatly appreciate the time that he took explaining his job and showing me all the equipment used to do rescues. We also went inside a Coast Guard rescue helicopter in the hangar at Air Station Astoria, and this week in the these interviews, I'll share a bit of this with you. All of us here on the coast have at one time or another seen an orange and white U.S. Coast Guard helicopter passing by on its way to what was probably a search and rescue operation. On board each helicopter is a four-person highly trained crew, a pilot, a co-pilot, a flight mechanic, and a rescue swimmer. Today, we're going to be talking about rescue swimmers. I talked with rescue swimmer or aviation survival technician, as they're called, Thomas Beaudry at Air Station Astoria. At the time we spoke, he had been in the Coast Guard for 18 years and had been a swimmer for 16. In today's excerpt from my interview with him, I had just asked him to take us with him on a rescue and explain what it's like to hang in the open air from a helicopter as he's being deployed as a swimmer to rescue people in an emergency, probably in a situation where weather conditions are far from ideal, and he'll have a lot to contend with once he hits the water. Here's Thomas Beaudry. Uh, yes, it is awfully dangerous. You have uh, a machine with, uh, I don't know, thousands and thousands of moving parts above your head. Um, you're attached to a uh, small cable, which is the diameter of maybe, you know, size of a pencil. Um, you're dangling underneath this aircraft, you know, 150 feet below the bottom of the aircraft. If something happens, it loses the engines, it's coming down on top of you. Uh, when you get in the water, now you're the lowest part of the food chain. Uh, you know, you don't know what's swimming down underneath there. Uh, you don't have time really to be thinking about any of those scenarios. Um, I'd be uh, lying to you if I told you that I wasn't scared when we go out. And anybody in this rate who says that they're not scared when they're going out, uh, they're lying to themselves. Yes, it's a scary situation, but uh, somebody has to go in harm's way to to help the people that get themselves in trouble. Um, the firefighters do it every day. The police officers do it every day. Um, we do it every day. It's not much different than what they do. Uh, just at ours, we have no place to pull over if something happens except the water. Mm -hmm. uh, is this dangerous? Yes. Why I do it? Uh, I'm not sure, really. I don't have an answer for that. Since the Coast Guard goes out on rescues all the time, and not all of them require rescue swimmers, I asked him to talk a little bit about the kinds of emergencies that would require him to be deployed. Uh, well, just uh, about uh, three months ago, on a Saturday afternoon, about uh, 5.30, we got called out for a, a father and son that went on a, um, we thought it was a kayaking trip, and they hadn't returned back yet. So, and that was up in Willapaw Bay. While we were doing our search, we found out later that they were in a canoe instead of a kayak. And uh, we were able to find them. Uh, their canoe capsized, and they were in the water for about four and a half hours. Uh, and we were able to find them right before the sun went down. So um, somebody also climbing on a cliff. Uh, that happened this past Friday. Um, the boy got scared and couldn't make it back down because you know, climbing up is easy, but coming back down is a lot harder. And a lot of folks will come in from Portland or inside of Oregon 
and come out to the coast and like, oh, that's pretty cool. Let's go check it out. And they get halfway up and all of a sudden, uh-oh, they're not sure about the tides. They're out there walking on the beaches and all of a sudden now they realize that where they are, they can't get back to because the tide has come in and they've been blocked off. So they'll try and climb up the side of the cliff to get away from it, get halfway up and realize that they shouldn't be where they are. Those are the situations that we would normally get called out on. Um, boaters going out and accidents happen. Um, they get caught by a wave, an unexpected wave out there, and their boat capsizes. Now they're on top of their boat. There, they find themselves in the water. Uh, nice days. They boat something happens, and they start taking on water. Any time of the day that uh, anything could happen. The Coast Guard has numerous options um, to help rescue people, motor lifeboats, planes, and other craft. So I asked him to explain a little bit more about what conditions, under what conditions would uh, a rescue swimmer be something that would be pretty essential in a rescue. Well, the water out here is, you know, it's extremely, extremely cold. Once you get out in the ocean, your life expectancy, you know, will be roughly about an hour. Um, so the body stops functioning at that point in time. Hypothermia starts setting in after about 15 minutes. So not only are they conscious at that point in time, they know what's going on, but they may not be able to actually physically get themselves into the basket. Um, the boat may not be able to get in close enough because of shallow waters or because of uh, a jetty uh, rocks at that situation. So that's where we would come into play. And we, are there to assist the persons to getting into the helicopter and the rotor wash when a helicopter comes over top uh, the rotor wash is like being in a hurricane you've got a hundred mile an hour down wash and you can't see most people that are struggling in the water at that point in time when the rotor wash comes on top of them it will actually drown them so having us there getting in the water we're there to assist them calm them down let them know what's going to happen and makes the rescue actually go by a lot faster he said often it's the case that people are already in the water when they come to rescue them, or they have to ask them to go into the water in order to be safely rescued. Uh, yes, uh, but we've had situations where we were able to get them off their boats um, before the boat went down. Um, the boat would be capsized. Uh, they'll be sitting on top of their boat. Um, most mariners don't like going in the water. You know, they, for some reason, that's being on a boat's okay, but going in the water, it's a different story. One of the things that rescue swimmers are specially trained in is going up to people under crazy conditions, establishing contact with them, and figuring out really fast what sort of mental state the victim is in, and then sizing up where to go from there. In another interview I did with a man who was rescued by the Coast Guard, he had to jump into 30-foot seas off his sailboat in order for the helicopter to hoist him up in the rescue basket. A rescue swimmer went into the water first and swam up to him as he was bouncing around in rough seas. He told me that the first thing the swimmer did was look him in the eyes and say, Hi, my name's Tom, and smiled. Once he'd established that the person he was rescuing was not panicking and could accept help easily, they made their way together to the rescue basket. I try to picture that scenario, and it's hard to visualize it. Certainly a situation where you don't want to be, but if you are, it would be great to have a kind and capable rescuer swim up to you and introduce themselves before calmly saving your life. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Thanks for listening. More tomorrow about rescue swimmers. 